like most people these days, I'd say 90% of the TV I watch, I watch through a streaming network. And a lot of that is through Hulu. Some of my favorite TV shows like Letterkenny and Shorzy, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, What We Do in the Shadows, plus great movies. And you can even get live TV, including sports. I'm a big sports guy, love watching live sports. So if you don't have Hulu yet, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, maybe you have more of a life than I do, but if you like to watch quality TV, quality movies, and live sports, then head over to cultofsplat.com slash Hulu for a free trial of Hulu. That's cultofsplat.com slash Hulu. is the final week of summer of splat uh, i am your host boo. yeah yes yes boo i am your host taylor bartle joined once again by mr kevin nesgoda yo what's up uh not much what's up with you not much chilling playing nintendo actually no <laughs> it's, it's fucking hot is what it is yes it is it was a warm day today and yeah, we got the uh, like the heat advisory warnings going on. Oh shit! It's that bad up there. I mean, it's eighty nine right now. It's seven o'clock. So that's inhumane, Seattle. Is someone playing with a toy in your studio? Yeah, um, almost a chest up, but um, Pearl Gray has her squeaky toy, and she's running through the yard, and now she's running through the house with it. <laughs> I'm glad she picked this exact moment to start that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about it because she's too far away now. <laughs> yeah. Well, if maybe she's far enough away. We won't hear it again. I hope so. So today, like I said, last week of Summer of Splat. Uh, one more summer movie for you. This time we are headed to summer school. Did you ever have to do summer school? Never. Neither did I. I was a good I don't know, kid. Of course. You actually got good grades. Yeah. Oh, good for you. I only had detention once. Oh, when was that? Uh, senior year. Oh, nice. I think I got it once in fourth grade. For I shaped what? up and flew. Uh, playing tackle football in the mud before school started. <laughs> okay. Wasn't that smart? That's a weird thing to get it for well yeah because we were like basically you know it was one of those days or weeks that where we got like 30 inches of rain in a week because you know grew up at the edge of a rainforest and you know we got two to three hundred inches of rain a year um before climate change started really going out of control yeah so you know we went and played tackle football in some huge basically a swamp because the school my grade school was basically built on a swamp so anytime it rained it flooded and so we went out you know, and just play tackle football when we weren't supposed to play tackle football. And we all had to sit absolutely soaked for the rest of the day because they wouldn't let us call our parents to go and um, change or bring us new clothes. And then you had to, you had to stay after school for that. Yeah. But you did it before school started. Yeah. But it was technically on school grounds, even though I don't think it was. 
maybe that was the point because we were doing that off school grounds, even though it was just like on school grounds. It's like the back of the school is right there. Sounds like a load of bullshit to me. Yeah, probably. Our old principal was a drunk. I got it for going off campus. You couldn't go off campus in Yumclaw? Nope. Well, that sucks. Yeah, but everybody did. <laughs> you just got caught. Yeah. It was funny because like, I had I had friends in the car as we were leaving, and they were like, Serpentine! <laughs> <laughs> Babu! <laughs> like, don't let them see your license plate! <laughs> <laughs> that will help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that could have been so much worse because I'm just driving... Leaving school going. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm guessing your school is like on a two lane highway too, right? Highway? No. No. My school's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh, well, I meant like a two lane, like, you know, backwoods highway where like log trucks just drove by all day. No. Okay. I must be thinking of another backwoods town. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably White River. White River High School, maybe? Yeah. Anyway, no. Never had summer school. Never got to enjoy uh, things like Mark Harmon. Everybody enjoys Mark Harmon. (laughs) I I mean, old people do because he's on CSI and old people fucking love CSI. I wonder if he'll be the new Matlock in the future. (laughs) Maybe. Old people love Matlock. Are they remaking Matlock? I think they already did. Now that I think about it. My dad used to love Rockford. Ooh, I haven't thought about Rockford in forever. My dad loved Rockford. I remember the show Rock with Rock Hudson. No, it wasn't Rock Hudson. What was his name? Charles S. Dutton? Charles S. Dutton. (laughs) That was his name. The guy from Rudy? (laughs) Was he in Rudy? Rudy sucked. Yeah, he was the the guy that did the, the clap at the end. Oh, God, you're right. I've only seen Rudy once and I fucking hated it and I never watched it again. <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. Uh Oh, I was going to say, are we doing any Sean Astin movies? But then I remembered we're doing Encino Man. There's got to be more Sean Astin, right? He he did some humdingers back in the day. Why did I just use the word humdinger? Humdinger. He's a real yeah. slobber knocker. But Summer School, 1987, starring Mark Harmon. Uh, critics... Rating, tomato meter rating, 56%. So it's close. It's almost there. Again, one of our highest rated movies. And again, I still don't have made that spreadsheet. (laughs) I will one day. You are just fucking up. I am. I got, for a guy that doesn't have a job, I'm really fucking busy. (laughs) Uh, Audience score is only 58%. That is really low. That is, I think that's probably the closest one we'll ever do. I wonder if we have any that are like critic score and audience score are the exact same. We have not yet. I'm almost certain. Yeah, I don't recall seeing any on our initial list that came even close. Usually it's like 25% and like 70%. Right. Uh, once again, no critics consensus on RottenTomatoes.com. It was the 80s. It was a wild west time of comedies, I guess. Because comedy movies just came out like every other day in the 80s. Uh, so I pulled my favorite review, which it's, it's kind of surprising that this is a negative review. It is nine words. Nine words. It's from Hal, Hal Bodeker of the Miami Herald. 
I hope this guy is dead. And it says, boy, is it dumb, but boy, is it funny. Okay, I I hope he's living in a Miami condominium retirement home. (laughs) Like I saw that and I was like, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Except I I would say that, but as in a positive way. Right. Use it as a negative. So yeah. So fuck that guy. So he's he's a uh, glass half empty kind of bitter old yeah. fuck. Yeah, we're a glass three quarters full on this podcast. I'm assuming he's old. His name is Hal. Yeah, and this was the '80s. I'm you know I'm assuming he was 50 back in the '80s because I think you had to be at least 50 to be a movie critic back then. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean he rated it in the '80s. He may have rated it recently. I don't know. Oh, that's true. But it, you're right. His name is Hal. Yeah. How many Hal's do you know who are younger than 50? Hal Sparks. Zero. That's the only one. I don't even know who that is. Uh, he was on like those I Love the 80s shows and stuff. I'm sure Hal's not his real name. It's Halliburton. Hall- you know, fuck Halliburton. <laughs> uh, second week in a row, movie directed by Carl Reiner. Comedy legend. This was not planned. No, this was not planned at all. We didn't even realize that this was directed by Carl Reiner until last week. Yeah. Uh, written by Jeff Franklin, who I didn't I didn't look to see what his credits included. Um, he does have a wiki. Hey. His f- filmography is just one of the guys. One movie, our second movie, I think. Oh, yeah. And Love Stinks in 1999 with uh, French Stewart. Bridget Wilson, Tyra Banks, Steve Heitner, and Bill Bellamy. All right. He was also a writer on Full House. Good show. And Fuller House. Hey. And Malcolm and the Miller. Oh, no. Malcolm and Eddie. Sorry. And Ooh, Bosom hanging Buddies. With Mr. Cooper. I love Bosom Buddies. That's, that was my introduction to uh, Tom Hanks. Well, there you go. Uh, the IMDb synopsis says Freddie, the gym teacher, has to teach remedial English in summer high school if he wants tenure. As he can only teach Jim and his students want fun, emphasis is on quote-unquote field trips until he's fired unless all his students pass the test. That's a really good synopsis. We don't even need to do this. That's the movie. Good night, folks. Right. Like, I'm surprised it's not just like, Jim teacher teaches English at summer school. And chaos ensues. Yeah. So should we just dive right in? I think we should, uh, you know... Head right in. It's summer. We should dive in. We should. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I don't remember. Okay. It was only it was it was five seconds ago. Who can who can keep track? We can edit that out, but I know you won't. <laughs> okay, so uh we are sent to Oceanfront High School in California. Do they say it's California? Do they say at all where it is? It I don't think they ever said California, but it's strongly implied. I guess it could be Florida. There's no cliffs in Florida. I The beach that they shot most of this movie at, all the beach scenes, uh, my wife and I go there quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's clearly filmed in California. Okay, let's just, yeah. say, it's, let's just say it's California. It's California because fuck Florida. <laughs> uh, we see this officer, this like security officer, not like an actual police officer, but just the security officer going around school, and he's handing random students these little slips of paper. Uh, based on the name of the movie, we can ascertain that they're all uh, slips saying that you have to go to summer school because you dumb. 
You stupid. And as we would later find out with the test scores, yeah, these people are really fucking dumb. Yeah, really. Really. Uh, what? I think Alan had the highest one initially, and it was like 58. Yeah. He don't know English very well. Yeah, in English. Come on, guys. It's English. Yeah, it's your native language. Yeah. Do you speak it, motherfucker? See. Oh, wait. <laughs> we see we? Mark Harmon himself. Uh, he plays Mr. Shoop, who is, like the IMDb said, a gym teacher. And he is spending his last day of school uh, just playing with his dog in gym class. God, that would be an awesome gym class to go to. Yeah. And I love that he's got like a countdown on the scoreboard counting down to the end of school day. You know, thinking back to junior high, um, one of our gym teachers actually did that on the last day of school. Had a countdown? Had I a countdown with his dog. on the scoreboard. Uh, the countdown on the scoreboard. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a cool idea. It is. It's a really cool idea. Uh, we see one of the other teachers, played by Carl Reiner. Hey. Playing just this huge thing of scratcher tickets. I'm not, That was like a whole role, basically, that yeah, he was playing. Pretty much. He spent 50 grand on that role. <laughs> and he's, you know, scratching and scratching, just fuck shit, fuck shit, ass balls. But finally, he scratches one off and he's just like, oh, my God. And so he goes to the vice principal and he says, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) We see all the teachers get in the parking lot, getting in their cars. Uh, Shoop is about to get into his car to head to the airport to go to Hawaii with his girlfriend, Missy. I mean, mom. I mean, Kim. Kim. Somebody. She's, she's Missy from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. Uh, I mean, Mom. <laughs> Dude, your stepmom's hot. Very hot. Shut up, Ted. Yeah. Bill S. Preston S. Squire. Uh, the vice principal is going around the parking lot trying to get all these teachers to fill in for Carl Reiner, but they're all just taken off as soon as he gets close to their car. Which was smart. Yeah. He almost got drug out of a parking lot by a nice Mustang, though. Yeah. Uh, but Shoop, just, he, he tells Kim, hey, uh, just go. Just go to the airport. I'll meet you there. And he, like, dives behind a bush. <laughs> but Vice Principal sees him and tells him, hey, congratulations. You get to stay for summer school and teach remedial English. Or and no sh- tenure for you. Yeah. Or, yeah, you don't get tenure. But Shoop's like, I ain't no English teacher. See? Double negative. And I was impressed that he knew what a double negative was. Yeah, but when you call it out, then you're showing that you know what it is. And thus negating your argument of me no speak English good. Yeah. Uh, But so he tells Missy, like, hey, you know, I I know we're supposed to go to Hawaii, but something came up and I got to go to uh, go to teach remedial English at summer school. And so she's like, "Okay, I'll just go without you. Takes the ticket out of his pocket. It's kind of a bitch move. Yeah, it's a very bitch move. Like this dude probably bought your plane. I'm assuming. I think he did say he bought the plane tickets in the hotel. And she's like, yeah. Later. <laughs> Free vacation now. Pretty much. Uh, but the vice principal tells him, hey, you know, go go show him who's in charge. And Shoop is like, who is in charge? You. <laughs> You're in charge. It, his first day of class, he he 
writes Mr. Shoop up on the board, and then he like draws a little stick figure. And Kirstie Alley shows up in the doorway. Oh, prime 80s Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley is... Kirstie. 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 Yeah, Kirstie. Kirstie. Kirstie Alley is now on the verge of being an all-star. One more to go. Not sure what else she's been in that we might do, but... She's probably a background character, and it's going to end up being our first all-star somehow, even though we were kind of curating who our first all-stars are going to be. Oh, yeah. At this point, we can pick and choose. Like, Yeah. We can decide who's going to be an all-star, because we already know that we got multiple people on two movies. Yeah. There's a few ready to round third and head home. There's some people where I'm like, I don't really like this movie, but I kind of want to do it just to make such and such an all-star. <laughs> How many involved Dean Cameron? <laughs> None. You're the one that keeps pushing for Dean Cameron, even though I think this is the only movie he's done that's even ranked on Rotten Tomatoes. That's true. I tried to get an unranked movie on there because I liked it so much in the 90s. Anyway. You, wanted to, you wanted to do a whole month of Dean Cameron. That's true. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you and your mangy dog. <laughs> but, like, I, like I was looking the other day, and I'm like, do I want to do Eight-Legged Freaks just to make David Arquette an all-star? That is your wheelhouse, though. I, I don't hate Eight-Legged Freaks. I just don't know if I love it enough to do it on the show. I, Especially yeah, not soon. <laughs> yeah, it's very middle. Maybe Halloween 2027 we can do it. <laughs> There's like so many other movies that I would rather do. And it's not like he's in a bunch of movies now. Yeah. I'm also very disappointed that there's not, there's a surprising lack of Nicolas Cage rotten movies. I would have thought that would be prime fucking real estate for this podcast. Yeah, I thought, you know, we would have to enshrine, like literally build a shrine to Nicolas Cage. Because... But- <laughs> Of all the movies. But yeah, they're all about, like, most of them are above 60. What the fuck? Well, yeah, and and his rotten ones are rotten for a fucking reason, because they're yeah. really bad. Like, really bad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Kirstie Alley, uh, she sees his stick figure drawing, and she's like, oh, cute. And he looks back, and he goes, oh, so are you. Um, Was Kirstie Alley really, like, a sex symbol in the 80s? I don't think so. I don't, like, remember people, like, fawning over her. No, she wasn't but like in all know, her Christy roles. Brinkley. Yeah, in all her roles, people are just like, "Oh, Kirstie Alley, yeah." Like on Cheers, yeah. they acted like she was so fucking hot, and I'm like, "Meh, yeah, yeah." She's never been my cup of tea. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I know things about her now that turn me off. But yeah, I've never I, even back when I didn't know what politics was, were was whatever. Um, yeah, I wasn't like, "Oh, she's so hot." I was like, "More Cindy Crawford, please." Right. It's like she, she's not unattractive. She's just not no. like I would have rather stuck with Missy. Yeah. You mean mom. Right. Uh, Shoop notices that she's not wearing a wedding ring. So he asks her out. He says, you know, would you like to have dinner sometime? Do you like Chinese? Uh, and she says, oh, no, I hate Chinese. Racist. So he says, totally. Me too. Uh, Want to go out sometime and not eat Chinese? That's a good recovery. It's a real good recovery. Yeah. And it leaves the door open to. Anything but Chinese. <laughs> Maybe some Filipino. But she walks off. She says no and walks off. And he's like, oh, I'm in love again. Huh. Just like that. A day later. To quote your good friend, Brian Danielson. Fickle. Very fickle. <laughs> uh, 
inside the class, we see all these all these dum dums. Uh, specifically, Dave and Chainsaw, who are rocking out <laughs> to Eddie Murphy's party all the time. That's such a jam. Or as the kids say now, a bop. It slaps. It slaps. It fucks. It's a slapper. It tickles my pickle. I don't think anybody says that. No, just me. And then no one talks to me anymore. <laughs> so Shoop goes to take roll. Uh, he calls out for Jerome, and Jerome stands up, and he is like 6'8". 350. Yeah, he is just a monster of a man. And he's just like, they said that I failed, and I don't think I did, so I better not again. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's so unthreatening. Uh, so Shoop gives him this bathroom pass, and he's like, yeah, this is worse than a gas station. <laughs> it was a big hall pass. Yeah, like it was, it almost looked like a little A-board. Yeah, it did. And But it just said bathroom on it. And so he's calling roll, and he calls Francis, and Dean Cameron says, call me Chainsaw. Okay, Chainsaw. Soup's like, Shoop is like, as in Black and Decker? He says, as in Texas Massacre. Respect. <laughs> like, subtly. This is one of those little subtle jokes where you can hear Shoop go, oh, yeah, it says that here. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. And the, then they followed up with, like, you know, by the Artois or Tobe Hooper. <laughs> yeah, later he says Tobe Hooper. <laughs> uh, there's also Pam, who clearly has ADD. Yeah, she um, just stares out the window 90% of the movie. Yeah. Like, there's definitely something off about her. She, yeah, and as somebody with undiagnosed ADD in high school, I, st- I stared out the window quite a bit. Yeah, like, we hadn't quite gotten to the Ritalin rush yet. Like, Yeah, I was unmedicated, unlike today. <laughs> uh, there's also Shawnee Smith. Of course, of of Saw and Becker fame. <laughs> I always forget she was in Becker. <laughs> uh, she apparently has to go to summer school because she's pregnant. Well, it was the 80s and Reagan was president right after, you know, being governor of California. So, you know, Reaganomics. Yeah. But what does that have to do with anything? How does her being pregnant mean she ha- unless she like couldn't go to class because she was pregnant. Yeah, but they literally... But they s- never really specified that. She just said she's pregnant, so that's why she's here. Right. It's just discrimination, you know, hating women. Yeah, and this was 30 years ago. Yeah. 40 hey. years ago. Yeah, um, uh, 35 years ago. Like, almost to the day this was released. Yeah, speaking of which, I've seen all this stuff for summer school all of a sudden, and I'm just like, what's going on? Why is everybody like <laughs> throwing back to summer school all of a sudden, like this week? Uh, shout out to Electric Zombie, who just released a really cool new Dave and Chainsaw t-shirt. Nice. Also, Fright Rags. Uh, Fright Rags released a Killer Bunnies t-shirt. Right on. Yeah, when this episode yeah. gets released, we'll be a week away from uh, re- 35 years and a week away from the release. That so must happy be anniversary. It. That must be it. Is everybody's celebrating the 35th anniversary? So the kids hide Shoop's keys and he is looking around for him and he finally just gets pissed off. He says, All right, enough of this shit. And Chainsaw's like, Oh, or Dave says, Can we swear too? And Chainsaw's like, Shit, yeah. <laughs> Dave's like, Watch your fucking language. 
And then somebody somebody calls somebody a jism head. Oh, back when they used the whole word of jism and it wasn't shortened down yet. And I love Shoop is like, oh, jism head. That's a good one. Starts writing it on the board. <laughs> but right at this moment, Kirstie Alley walks in and just pisses on the parade. Not literally, though. And she's like, hey, no, not literally. Dave and Chainsaw might be into that. Um, I think they would be. But she's like, hey, guys, this swearing is getting loud. Can you focus on some obscene gestures? And she's like, you know, middle finger and jack off blowjob sign. And so uh, then everyone just kind of gets up and leaves. (laughs) The whole class just leaves. And uh, even say goodbye. Yeah. She's just kind of like, oh, what can I do? You know? Yeah. Yeah, Fuck me. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So he follows curse the alley out and like. Asks her out again. She says no again because now this she is, says she says she's seeing somebody. This is borderline harassment, right? It's getting there. Uh, yeah, and, and, it, and it definitely gets there. It, it does. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it more at the end. But Shoop's not a good guy. No. But so we find out that she's actually dating the vice principal. That doesn't seem ethical. No, that seems like a little conflict of interest there. A little nepotism. Yeah, but, you know, I went to high school where the teachers dated the students, so, you know, who am I to talk? Wait, did you go to high school with Billy Falau? No. Oh. <laughs> Ours never got reported. It was widely known and highly frowned upon, but not exactly shunned. <laughs> Aberdeen! <laughs> <laughs> hey! But Shoop looks at him and goes, I'll be damned. You're a heterosexual. <laughs> the vice principal goes and a damn good one <laughs> which I thought was a good comeback it was a good comeback but still problematic that whole yeah, like I was watching that and I was like you know that could be construed a multitude of ways now right but in the 80s I'm sure it was meant as homophobic oh yeah very much so now it'd be like oh thank okay thank you for you know stating what you are you know that way we don't screw something up later. It could have just been like, oh, I you know, honestly thought that you preferred men. And now I stand corrected. Yeah, because you know you show up to work every day in a three-piece suit, a three-piece suit with immaculate hair. With your fucking One- Hitler youth haircut. <laughs> One could assume that you like PETA. <laughs> Why did they say it like that? I don't know. Like PETA bread? <laughs> PETA pan? I, I like PETA, PETA bread. I do too, especially with shawarma. I don't think that's a stereotype, Kevin, that, ke- that gays like pita bread. I, everybody likes pita bread. <laughs> T- show me one person who does not like pita bread, and I will show you a Nazi. <laughs> okay, so Dave and Chainsaw work at a photo booth. We see them looking through people's photos, and they're like, oh, hey, it's the hot redhead again. They're like looking through all our nudes, and they make copies, which is a huge no-no. Yeah, we. I used to work at a camera store, and that was a big no-no. Yeah, not only like corporate rules but i'm pretty sure that's illegal it very much is so and you would spend at least a year in jail for that makes sense uh the next day pam says she needs to leave because uh because she has lady things that she has to attend to and yeah no one's dealing with that in the 80s yeah especially not shoop he's just like whoa okay i don't need to know go go plug it up that was too much yeah get some sawdust from chainsaw (laughs) So somebody says that menstruation is a scam. 
And this girl, Denise, gets all offended. <laughs> As she should. Uh, at this point, the vice principal comes in with the new foreign exchange student, which, what? Why would you have a foreign exchange student in summer school? Right. And she's like, not, she doesn't even need to take the class. Like, at the end, when they take the test, she doesn't take it because she doesn't no, she's need like, to. So yeah, she's why like is she in the class? To apparently, like, learn English better, but, you know, why not just go to the mall or to the beach and listen to people speak? Yeah, or watch Police Academy. Yeah. I mean, that's how uh, Tia Carrera learned. Exactly. You got it. So you got that reference. I love Wayne's World. Of course I'm going to get that reference. Her name is Anna Maria Mazzarelli from Italy. Uh, you may recognize her as a lot of vagina from Austin Powers, the spy that's who shagged me. who that was. <laughs> Or if you've only seen the television version, a lot of cleavage. That's a good television uh, cleanup. It is. Uh, but so the whole class gets, or Choop is like, hey, you know, this sucks. Who wants to go to the library? And so the whole class gets up to go to the library. Half the class just breaks off and goes, <laughs> leaves campus. Yeah, I think three eventually made it to the library. <laughs> uh, there was more than that. I think five. I want to say five. Okay. Okay. That would be half. You're right. But Dave and Chainsaw are talking to Anna Maria and telling her how much they love Italy. They're like, you know, we we love everything about Italy. Pizza, Mussolini, Tony Bennett, the mafia, Chef Boyardee, Pinocchio, Fellatio. Checks out. And, All but Mussolini. Yeah. But Anna Maria is just like, oh, I don't like that. And they're like, well, have you ever tried it? She's like, sure. Chef Boyardee, spaghetti in a can. It's so mushy. Well, she's right. Which, She's of course, wrong. infers that she does like fellatio. Yeah. She's not even Italian. She's Argentinian, well, the actress is. Uh. <laughs> Damn it. Get a real Italian for this role. It was the 80s. Whatever. <laughs> it's true. Close enough. Argentinian, Italian, same thing. I'm surprised they weren't making her play Mexican. Yeah. Weird meat side of rice. I don't like Chinese. <laughs> what is that? That was from How I Met Your Mother when they're trying That's to order right. dinner. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What about Chinese? About Indian? What about yeah. Mexican? I told you I don't like Chinese. You don't like Chinese. Indian? <laughs> uh, okay. So Dave and Chainsaw ask Anna Maria if she's ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre because that's like, you know, their big movie. He's named after it for God's sakes. Right. Uh, she's never heard of it. So she's asking about it. And they're like telling her all about Leatherface and how great Leatherface is. They're like, sure, he wore a mask made out of human skin and he hung people on meat hooks, but hey, we've all got quirks. I've got yeah. it. You've got He said, he had, yeah, he had to sacrifice. You know, he had to stop eating cow and pig to focus on a human-only diet. <laughs> right. Uh, the security guard shows up with all the other kids. Turns out they went to Winchell's Donuts, uh, except for There's... Pam, who went surfing. Yeah. Winchell's is still around. And I think it's only California. So yes, it has to be a Californian place movie is that right is yeah that i think winchell's is only a socal thing i could have sworn there was winchell's up here really maybe i could be wrong i could be thinking of something else i don't know but the kids give shoop a jelly donut so he he's fine with it pam talks about how the waves were perfect and so they're not like doing anything in the library they're literally just all hanging out in the library like the breakfast club so Shawnee Smith says, hey, why don't we take a field trip? And I love Chainsaw's like, I have permission slips. Yeah, how do you get all those? I stole them, I assume. Yeah, that's probably true. 
And so Shoop starts handing them out. He's like, all right, well, you know, take these home and get them signed by your parents and bring them back. And all the kids are like, done. (laughs) And does Shoop say, hey, you know, you clearly forged these. This isn't ethical. No, he says, good. Good enough. So what do they do on their first field trip? They go to the amusement park. Smart. They're riding go-karts. They ride the roller coaster. Dave and Chainsaw are ranking the roller coaster, giving it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Alan goes and just like dives half his body into a garbage can and is just vomiting. I appreciate the effort of the guy who played Alan. That was going for it. This wasn't like an open trash can either. This is like at Disneyland with like the lid with a little hinge. Yeah. And and he is like up to his waist in this little, little door. He is literally balls deep into this trash can. <laughs> he is. Uh, there's also, there's a petting zoo and there's this really awkward scene where Kevin is watching Shawnee Smith, who, like we said, is pregnant and she is watching a cow uh, feed its calf. That's not what you want to watch right before you have birth, I'd imagine. Yeah, but she's watching it like, oh, the miracle of childbirth and not just like, oh my God, that kid's going to be sucking my titty dry. Like... <laughs> Very, very hard. Right. And Kevin's just watching her like, oh, she's beautiful. Uh, no. Sorry. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, uh, it is weird. A, a goat grabs Shoop's Rolling Stones tourist t-shirt and rips it. But Pam says, you know, it's fine. I can sew it. It'll be good as new. <clears throat> All of a sudden, Dave and Chainsaw come running out of the rabbit hut with rabbits stuck to their face. And they're screaming and they're covered in blood. They're just like, ah, killer bunnies. And they're like pulling the rabbits off their face and just chunks of the flesh are coming off in the rabbit's mouth. And Anna Maria is just horrified. They throw themselves on the ground and the whole class just claps. Well, it's well done. They have a future. It's not school, but they have a future in Hollywood. I mean, yeah. Their practical practical effects were good. I would say, especially for, you know, I assume just thrown together in a matter of minutes. Yeah. And their work that they do later, phenomenal. So they ask Anna Maria, they're like, you know, hey, that was for you. What did you think? And she's like, what do I think? I think it's disgusting. I love it. Kinky. So Anna Maria is a keeper. She is. And so Dave and Chainsaw tell Shoop, hey, next field trip, we need to go to the beach because we have to see uh, Anna Maria in a bikini. And does Shoop say, guys, I don't know if that's really appropriate. Uh, you know, I'm your teacher. I don't know if I should be going to the beach where there's underage girls in bikinis. No, Shoop agrees. And the next shot we get Anna Maria stripping down to her bikini. Yes, a very small bikini. Very small for the 80s. And she starts to take off her top. And Denise is like, whoa, honey, what are you doing? This ain't the Riviera. And Dave and Chainsaw and me are just like, oh, 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 oh. come on now. It is PG-13, but, you know, they could have bumped it up to an R. But again, she's like 16 in this movie, so no. <laughs> the character. The character. I guess I don't, I don't really know how old the actress was. but She's 57 now, so she would be in her 20s. Yeah, she'd be 22. Yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah it's it'd fine. Be fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we see Alan's grandma goes and meets with the vice principal and is, you know, talking about these inappropriate field trips. And so Shoop is suspended. Without pay, I assume. 
I would assume so. Or else, or else why would he give a shit? True. Because <laughs> he didn't want to be here in the first place. And nope. he, he, he says to the vice principal, he says, hey, this is your fault. You knew I couldn't teach. And so he says, all right, what if I become a model teacher? And the vice principal says, look, all right, here's the deal. If you can get every kid to pass the skills test, then I'll forget about all the field trips and you can have your tenure. Deal. So the next day, Shoop shows up in a full suit. Because only teachers in the 80s could teach in suits. I, I didn't notice, but I assume he probably had patches on his elbows. I looked. He did not. What? Yeah, it was It was a regular suit jacket. It, was, uh, it wasn't tweed or whatever. Ah, oh, shucks. Why can't I get laid? <laughs> there was no corncob pipe in his pocket either. That's what he tells the kids. You know, take your seats. Dave and Chainsaw lift up their desks and they're like, where should we take them? <laughs> you are smart, children. But Shoop was like, sit down, Francis. So that's Ooh. how you know he's serious. Yeah. Or when you get your middle name used. So he just, you know, he tells them the deal and he says, anyone who's not interested in passing that exam can just leave right now. And so Chainsaw gets up. He's all, he's pissed because he called him Francis. How dare you? So he gets up and Dave tries to stop him. And he says, nope, I'm out of here. Hasta la vista, flacido domingo. All right, then. (laughs) And you know, thinking about it, his last name was Grimm, wasn't it? It was. Francis Chainsaw Grimm would be a killer horror movie director name. It would, yeah. But anyway, uh, continue. I'm pretty sure Hasta la vista, flacido domingo means see you later, flaccid Sunday. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, Shoop tells the kids what's going on, says that you know he needs them to pass the test or he's fucked, basically. And so the, all the kids are like, well, we can't pass the test because we dumb. And they are. Yeah, but, but they know they later. Yeah. They know their limitations. And he's like, I don't think that these files represent you. And I think it was Kevin was like, that's kind of what they're, what they're for. Yeah, they're really detailed. <laughs> That's kind of the whole point of the of the files is to represent us. Yeah. You know, and this is not going to be a stand by me situation either. I think that was uh, the Sidney Poitier teacher movie. No, that's. Uh... Oh, God. No, stand by me is the one with River. The Stephen King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. What's the name of that movie? Hold on. Yeah, look it up. Continue. But Shoop tells him, look, guys, I, I need your help. What can I do? And David Chainsaw are like, give us your car and your house and your dog. <laughs> Whoa. I'll give you most stuff, but not the dog. Not the yeah, dog. Definitely not the dog. But so they make a deal that each student gets one favor from Shoop. And in return, they will work as hard as they need to. They will study in school. They will do homework outside of school whatever it takes. And so Shoop agrees. Dave and Chainsaw say they want a party. Uh, Alan says he just wants to be invited to the party. <laughs> <laughs> to serve with love. That's what it was. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Uh, and Pam says that she will tell Shoop her wish personally when the time is right. That's not ominous at all. No, I. That's you probably should have shut that down immediately. Yeah, it's like, whatever you're going to do, no. Right. Shoop goes and gets Kirstie Alley. 
she comes in and all the kids are sitting, you know, upright in their seat with their hands folded. She's, she's like, what did you do? Pass out Valium? <laughs> and he says, you know, no, they, they, they've all agreed to study hard. And she's like, okay, well, what do you need from me then? He goes, how do you teach? You know, to be a teacher, you have to get licensed and to get licensed, you need to go to a four-year university, specifically a teaching school. And I have a few friends who are teachers and they had to do this. And even gym teachers, they teach you how to teach in the school. (laughs) He probably went to Greendale and took physical education education. Oh, good point. But so we see Kirstie Alley give Shoop some teaching classes. And as she goes to leave, he's like, you like me. She's like, nope, I don't like you. He's like, you you like me a little. She's like, nope. And he's, she's, he's like, you like me this much. And she pinches his fingers closed. It's like, I like you that much. And he's like, good enough. Yeah. Doors open. Starting to get a little stalkery. Yep. We're getting there. We're almost at cool Ethan levels. Yeah. But so to get through to his students, I must get through to those kids. Kids. <laughs> he that starts the, telling them. It's almost teacher movie. <laughs> <laughs> he starts telling them that, you know, if you're good at writing, sometimes you can get stuff for free. And so as an example, he takes Chainsaw, whose sunglasses broke, and he has him write a strongly worded letter to, I think, it's, what is it? Cool Dude <laughs> Sunglass Company or something. Yeah. Cool Dude Sunglasses. Tells him, you know, if you write this strongly worded letter, sometimes they'll reimburse you. We start to see Shoop doing some of his uh, his his um, favors now. He helps Kevin with football. Kevin got kicked off the football team because he was too dumb. His, his grades weren't good enough. You know how dumb you have to be to get kicked off a goddamn football team? I think you have to have like a D average. <laughs> or be bad at football. Or be bad at football. And, and have like, if you're good enough at football, they'll make sure your grades are good yeah. enough. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're, you're decent at football, you know, you're getting some bullshit classes with A's. Yes. We see him go, he, he takes Shawnee Smith to Lamaze class. That's nice of him, but could yeah. be very misconstrued. <laughs> yes. So you're 40 and the 16-year-old's pregnant and you're with her at Lamaze class? Are you her father, brother, any Uncle. other relative? Eh, uncle's kind of pushing it for you know, <laughs> not it being as creepy. <laughs> but anyway, you know what I'm saying. Oh, no. I, yeah, I do. Uh, he teaches Denise to drive. And for whatever reason, Dave and Chainsaw come with him. But uh, Chainsaw is like, you know, she's a terrible driver. Let me drive. And Shoop was like, you're drunk. And I'm like, he's 16. <laughs> Where is he getting alcohol? We find out later. Where is he getting it? What? And Shoop was just like, that's it. He's just like, you're drunk, so you can't drive. Not get sober. Not go home. Yeah. And But Chainsaw says, you know why so many drunk drivers get in wrecks? Because they don't learn to drive drunk. That's not it. No, that's not why. <laughs> no. Shoop tells him, you know, drinking kills brain cells. You lose one more and you're a talking monkey. That's a good line. But Denise is a terrible driver. She like pulls over when a car comes the other way. She goes to parallel park and just throws it in reverse and just backs right over the curb. Right into some bushes. Yeah. And Chainsaw's like, I'm sober now. Yeah. Yeah, that'd give me sober too. 
Uh, they're then having a 4th of July party, which I assume is the party that Dave and Chainsaw wanted for their, their favor. I have a question. Okay. Shoop's house is like on the beach. Yes. How? <laughs> As a teacher, you mean? <laughs> on a teacher salary? How? How? <laughs> we know teachers don't make shit in 2022. They were making less than shit in 1987. It's true. It was probably yeah. like a 10K salary or something. <laughs> and, you know, back in, you know, 87, California beach houses still were not cheap. No. I can't Maybe imagine 1887. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. But they're having this party at Shoop's house. Inside Shoop's house, underage kids are smoking, they're drinking, and they're setting off illegal fireworks. And doing drugs, I assume, and having premarital sex. Probably. There's no reason to believe they're not with everything else that's going on. Yeah. But Dirty, dirty children. Is Shoop going around shutting all this down? No. no. Shoop is in his bedroom pretending he's not there. He's just hanging out with his feet on the wall. As one is to do when they're ignoring some, when they're completely ignoring something. Yeah. Uh, Pam comes into his bedroom and again, he's not like, you should not be in here. No. And she literally says like two words in, I'm 16. Yeah. She starts asking about Kim and she was basically just like, you know, I don't, I don't know if we're still together because she went off to Hawaii without me. And she's like, oh, so it seems like you like younger women. And he's like, well, she's 21. And Pam says, and I quote, there's no difference between 16 and 21. There are a lot of differences between 16 and 21. Yeah, like 10 to 15. If not more. Or you get, or you become a congressman in Florida. <laughs> no comment. Uh, and yeah, and then she like sits on his bed, and he's just like sitting there, kind of. It's kind of starting to fall into place for him. Like, oh, this is not appropriate. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, let's let's go out out to the party. Let's go have some fun. Yeah, let's not be in. A bedroom alone on a bed talking. Right. Right. So they go out into the party. Uh, Dave takes a Roman candle, lights it, and throws it out the door. And the dog, being a good boy, runs after it and fetches. Did the dog have a name or they just refer to it as dog the entire movie? Wonder Mutt. All right, then. (laughs) I thought that was just a nickname. And not the actual name. That's the only thing he calls him. And he calls him that two or three times. So Okay. Yeah, at this point, he hasn't said it yet. So it's kind of weird. But yeah, the dog goes and fetches it, puts it on the couch right before it starts going off. Good boy. And so the couch sets on fire. Shoop runs out with a fire extinguisher. And he's like about to hit it with the fire extinguisher when Chainsaw and Dave take a fish tank and dump it on the couch. So now they've ruined his couch and killed his fish. And they see him with the fire extinguisher. The fire is out, yet they go through with dumping the fish tank anyway. Yeah. They must have been drunk. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. Because cut to the next day, and they're drinking vodka on the beach. Ugh. Vodka and I broke up long ago. Really? Yeah. College party. Vodka doesn't taste like anything, though. Oh, it does when it comes back up. 
and you're hanging half out of a out of your bedroom window. <laughs> See, that's why I don't drink um, coconut rum anymore. Story time. <laughs> I mean, just the first time that I got really, really drunk was on a, a multitude of things, which was my big mistake. <laughs> but the only one that I tasted coming back was coconut. Coconut rum. Yeah. That Malibu. Would do it. God, did everybody's parents have Malibu back in the day? I don't know. I wasn't at home. Okay. I was at a party. So somebody's parents had Malibu around. Probably. I I don't <laughs> I don't remember too much of that night, but <laughs> two things I do remember is playing the card game bullshit. Oh, I forgot about that game. And just laying on the ground. So like I wouldn't I wasn't even really paying attention to the cards I was putting up. <laughs> so like I'd put a card and people would be like, bullshit, and I'd be like, you're bullshit. Yeah. This whole party's bullshit. <laughs> and then like I would put down a card and be like, yeah, bullshit, okay. Like just call it on myself. <laughs> I'm a liar. And then I remember my friend getting stuck in the kitchen. Uh, he, he was just like rolling around in like an office chair with, a, with wheels. Yeah. And he went in the kitchen and it had like a little lip, you know, between the kitchen and the, the next room. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other room was carpeted. So there was like that little. Oh, little yeah, yeah, yeah. There. A transition. He, he couldn't wheel the chair over that little lip. Those usually aren't that big. Usually you can go over. Yeah, but he was hammered. No, that's true. And so he's just like, guys, I'm <laughs> stuck in the kitchen. <laughs> Dude, stand up and walk three inches. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my story. Good story. So Dave and Chainsaw are drinking vodka on the beach. Shoop rolls by in his sweet roller skates and short shorts. Looking all 80s California. So 80s California. He's got like the little hat, like little like uh, the Billy Billy Hoyle hat. Yeah, the bill flipped up. <laughs> big big earphones. Anthony Kiedis walked by and was like, dude, that's too California. <laughs> Did he have, was he wearing pink Wayfair? He was, or red, red? I think he was wearing, yeah, it was either like, I think they were electric pink or neon pink Wayfarers. Yeah, so. Just super 80s, super California. Yeah. But Dave and Chainsaw um, are getting busted by cops. And Shoop comes by. And again, Shoop just making the wrong decision everywhere he goes. Says, oh, that's that's my booze. That's my alcohol. These guys were just watching my stuff for me because I live in that house right there. And so, yeah, they let Dave and Chainsaw go. And they arrest Shoop for providing alcohol to minors. Shoop is just like, oh, that I, it's not even mine, though. Like, And they're like, well, is this your dog? He says, yeah. And they're like, well, no dogs on the beach. $50 fine. He's like, well, it's not really my dog. It's a beach dog. So he gets arrested and he goes to jail. He gets sandwiched between these two just enormous dudes. And all he can say is, all right, who wants gum? And he's also on roller skates. Yeah, he's still on his roller skates. Uh, so he gets his one phone call. And who does he call? Kirstie Alley, of course. Why? Where's your dad? You call your dad, not your crush. Yeah. You call... Somebody else. Anyone else. <laughs> uh, but her boyfriend, the vice principal, hears him talking to the answering machine, where he's just like, you know, oh, is 
I don't remember his name, but he was like, is, was so-and-so there? That guy's a real bite in the ass. <laughs> I was like, bite in the ass? Not pain in the ass? Like A bite in the ass, if bitten hard enough, would become a pain in the ass. That's true. I've just never heard that phrase before. Neither. But yeah, the vice principal picks up the phone and he's like, oh, when I said bite in the ass, I meant that like in an endearing way. Because I want you to eat my ass is what I'm saying. <laughs> but for whatever reason, they go and bail him out. Yeah, I'd be like, dude, you're on your own. You wasted your one phone call. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, no, I already don't like you. And now you're trying to fuck my girlfriend. So you can stay in there for all I care. Yeah. And uh, since I'm your boss, you're fired. I don't think he can fire him i think he can only i think only the principal can fire him i think that's a okay oh yeah that's kind of established so they go and they pick him up he's got an earring in now actually he has a safety pin in his ear is what he has yeah that couldn't have felt good so uh he is then talking is he talking to the dog about how he needs to find a woman yes he's eating peanut butter oh that's right yeah he's eating peanut butter and jelly off his finger and he's sharing it with the dog. And sharing it with the dog with the same finger. Same finger, same jars of peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And he's telling him, you know, you know what we need besides bread is we need to go find a woman. Yeah, because he's just like a man child. He needs somebody to take care of him. Yeah, he's codependent. Very codependent. He's like my mom. And so I guess he goes to, is, is this just a bar? I think so. So it's not a strip club. No, it is a strip club. It's a male strip club. So he goes to a male strip club to pick up women. Yes. Because the lady does say it's ladies night. Oh, it could be. A so is it just strip- a bar and a, on ladies night they bring in male strippers? It could be. But they had a stage and everything. So it looked more strip clubish. It looked than- like a strip club. But like I said, I was yeah. confused because she said it's ladies night and he... It would seem very weird to go to a male strip club to try and pick up women. Unless you're just like, hey, I know you're all horny for this dude, but how about some of this? You're not going home with him. How about me? It's like, hey, I know that guy's all tight and smooth, but how about some hairy and flabby? Yeah. You want some dad bod or, (laughs) you know. And his pickup line is, I work for Playgirl. Yeah. (laughs) What? He's not Shawn Michaels. Um, and also the woman he's hitting on is like, looks older than him and, uh, a little matronly. She looked grandmotherish. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this cowboy stripper comes up and starts grinding on her and, uh, Shupa looks at him. He's just like, do I know you Larry? <laughs> Yeah, it turns out it's this kid in his class, Larry, who at first you think is um, like uh, narcoleptic, narcoleptic or something. Yeah, because they say they say he, he's nocturnal. He's nocturnal. So either a vampire or narcoleptic. <laughs> uh, or turns out a male stripper. That was not originally on my bingo card. Um, remember, he's 17. <laughs> Yes. And so my immediate thought was, how? How? Yeah. (laughs) How? And why? Well, we know the why, but... 
Yeah. We find out the how because he tells Shoop that they think he's 21. Right. Which means they have terrible hiring practices. Yes. Can you dance Friday night? All right. Come on in, sweetheart. How old are you? 21. Good enough. Good enough. I believed him. He looked like his, you know, straight ace. <laughs> Hit the pole. Yeah. <laughs> but not with my daughter. So what does Shoop do with this information? Obviously, of course, he goes and he tells the management that this is inappropriate. He tells Larry's parents. Something like that, right? There's an intervention. No, he says no. nothing. <laughs> I know that like it's the 80s and he's the cool teacher, but like Shoop is just fucking up left and right. He's a piece of shit. He really is. All right. If you can see behind me, uh, listeners at home, I have a scoreboard and it says good decisions, bad decisions, bad decisions. We're at 108. Good decisions. <laughs> Not even turned on. <laughs> So the kids have to do a report on who they admire most. Dave and Chainsaw pick Rick Baker, which is a great choice. Yes, it Uh, is. Rick Baker is a horror movie uh, makeup and effects legend icon. Yeah, he's like amongst the men like he he would. He is the American werewolf in London guy. He is the one who did that transformation. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch that movie right fucking now. He won a fucking Oscar for it. And then he got pushed out of the business because he didn't want to work with CGI. Mm. The dude was still doing amazing practical effects late into his career. Let him do what he wants. Yes. (sighs) Uh, Yeah. But so David Chainsaw talk about how they respect Rick Baker, very, 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 very much. 100 words right on the nose. Count them. And then Pam does her report on who she admires the most. Shoop. Shut it down. Shut it down. It just went to 109 on the board. We're only 45 minutes into this movie. Um, yeah. And then Denise <laughs> Denise does hers on who she admires the least, which is her ex-boyfriend, Andre. Andre's a piece of shit. And then that little shoop is like, all right, can I have your report? And she's like, oh, no, I had to memorize it because I got mugged and they took they only wanted money and homework. And Shoop, damn those LA game gamers. Shoop goes, that does happen. Yeah. Uh, they then take a field trip to the courthouse <laughs> for Shoop's arraignment. I guess is I don't know if that's the right term, but yeah, I think it was his arraignment. Does he go to jail more? Does he have a fine to go to jail? What happens here? We'll find out. Tune in tonight. Dun dun. Um, but I mean, he's handing out letters telling him that they're going to go to the courthouse. That hasn't happened yet. And this was the moment where I went, where the fuck is Jerome? He's been gone the entire time. (laughs) Jerome has not come back from the bathroom. We find out why later though. Like at this point in the movie, I honestly thought it was just like a mistake. And like, (laughs) like they forgot about that guy. (laughs) This is post summer rental, right? Yeah. Yes. I was 86. This is 87. So yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they had some issues, kind of like that in Summer Rental. <laughs> it could happen here, too. 
So Shoop goes out grocery shopping after school and he comes home and Pam is waiting for him outside his house with luggage. Oh, no. And she says, hey, you know that favor that I said that I would talk to you personally about when the time was right? Well, I need a place to live. How's that board doing there, Kevin? <laughs> 110. We are now at 110. Uh, she says that her, her boyfriend just had another kid. And so her living situation is just way too crowded. Uh, one of the kids is getting her room and another one is getting pushed to the couch. So she has nowhere to stay. So she's dating a pedophile. Nice. It sounds like. What? Because if she's dating a dude that already has like six kids, yeah, I mean. It's her brother. Oh, brother. Sorry. I thought you said boyfriend. <laughs> I might have. I don't know. I say a lot of things. I don't listen to myself. You do. Yeah, I don't pay attention to you either. <laughs> uh, but Shoop agrees. He says you can stay here, but only temporarily. 111. That was two points. Yeah, at least. Because that's. Uh, oh, no, it's at 117 now. <laughs> that was a seven pointer. That's that's bad idea genes, as people say. Yeah. So uh, the next day at school, they have a viewing of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was w- one of Dave and Chainsaw's favors. Yeah, that was, you know, we watched Predator in um, U.S. history at the end of the year. So, you know. Did you really? Yeah. We watched Empire Records in journalism. I think I talked about that on nice. the Empire Records episode. Yeah. Uh, but the vice principal comes in and he's just like, what are you watching? And Shoop's like, oh, new film from the district. Safe use of power tools. <laughs> good cover. That was a good cover. Yeah. He hands Shoop a package and is just like, I don't think I want to know and leaves. The movie ends. Chainsaw asks Anna Maria. He's like, what did you think? And she's like, it's so American. Yes. Was Suspiria out before Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I think so. Yeah, because Suspiria was like 68 or something, right? The original. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, I think it was the 60s. Yeah, pretty sure it was the 60s. That was pretty gory, but she probably hadn't seen that. Well, yeah, I mean, you had Fulci and like Bava just running around Italy making all those Giallo movies. Yeah. So. It's like Italy is kind of like the original, like, they pushed horror to the next level. Yeah. I think because America was doing like, you know, Creature of the Black Lagoon and Dracula and Frankenstein. And then Italy is like, now nah, we need some blood. Right. So uh, Soup opens the package that he got and it's a whole gross of sunglasses from the cool dude sunglass company, along with a letter saying, basically, please don't boycott. Yeah. So Shoop's yeah. plan worked. It did. Do you do that any places? Try to get some free shit? I don't. I did it a while ago and got some free McDonald's. Uh, this is like 15 years ago when I was really broken poor. So Someone I live with does. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Her mom was just in town and was telling us the story about how she got like $250 marked off this furniture that she bought or something. Nice. But uh, you know, the kids kind of realize, oh, shoot, might know what he's talking about, you know. But so Denise asks Alan to help help her with her letter. And Alan looks at it and he's just like, uh, oh, boy. And so he goes and he shows it to Shoop and Shoop later shows it to Kirstie Alley. And she's like, she's dyslexic. You need to get her some help. 
it's it's amazing that she's gotten this far. Yeah, looking at that letter, it was in English. Yeah, it it didn't look like it was written by a high schooler, that's to be sure. No. Maybe a preschooler? First grader at best. Yeah. But so yeah, she goes to Kirstie Alley. She talks about how Denise is dyslexic and should see a specialist. And of course, Shoop responds by asking her out and telling her that she doesn't love the vice principal and she needs to break up with him because he sucks and she should go out with him and touch his penis and other things. We're at 126. (laughs) Because there's a whole, not only is this bad decisions, it's just being a bad human. Yeah, this is the part where it really goes over the edge into just creeper territory. You know, if he didn't have a 16-year-old living with him, I bet he would have been outside of Cristiali's house about this point. Yeah. Just yeah, looking through a, her bedroom window. Out with a boombox, blasting some Phil Collins. <laughs> I know that's not the song that he plays in Say Anything. I forget what that song was. Uh, me too. But yeah. Chainsaw and Denise go to take their driving tests. Chainsaw talks about how his dad is late, so he's going to need Shoop's car. And Shoop has a nice car. He's a, again, house on the beach, classic convertible. Yeah. Where's this dude getting his money? Really? It's, it's, I mean, it's Shoop. He's a piece of shit. He's probably selling drugs or something. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. He's probably nailed gigolo and if he's like banging old, old chicks from a male strip club. <laughs> Maybe he actually does work for Playgirl on the side. Could be, but you know, riding doesn't pay that well. You and I both know that. <laughs> So Chainsaw is driving in Shoop's car and he's like, you know, doing like a gangster lean. He's got one hand on the wheel, one hand around to the instructor. Who is not very happy about this. Yeah, he's like, why are you driving with one hand? He's like, oh, so I can put another hand around the babes. That is 10 points off. And then he's he's driving and the teacher's like, watch the dip, watch the dip, watch the dip. And he hits the dip. Sparks fly out from under the car. Bumper flies off. He veers off the road. Teacher gets out. And he's just like, the test is over. I'm going back. And Chainsaw's like, get back here, you dumb dildo. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't get that guy again when he goes to take his test. Yeah. Uh, Denise, meanwhile, passes her test. S- somehow. Apparently Shoop's classes must have worked. It's the first thing she ever passes. Yeah. She tries to get out of the car with her seatbelt on, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Chainsaw comes by and hands Shoop his bumper. But Shoop tells Denise that, you know, she's dyslexic and she needs to go see a specialist. And she doesn't really say yes or no at this point. But she's kind of just like, you know, I've gotten this far. Why do I need to do something now? Yeah. Because, you know, you probably have at least another 40 years to live. <laughs> yeah. Do you want a job? A gerb. A gerb. So Shoop goes home and Pam is making dinner and she says, hi, honey, you're home. Shut it down. No, instead of shutting it down, what does he say? That smells good. (sighs) Don't let her call you honey. We are now at 165. That's, That's like a red flag at the top of the flagpole. Yeah. That... She's sleeping on the couch or he's sleeping on the couch, right? They're not sharing a bed, right? Jesus, I hope. But Kirstie Alley shows up and she's like, oh, 
Um, and she just walks in. She didn't even knock. Yeah. That was weird, right? Yeah. And she, what was, why was she there? To give him a book or something? Yeah, so they could go over their lesson plan. Yeah. But she sees it Pam. and fuck. <laughs> she sees Pam and she's just like, um, I'm going to go and I'm going to pretend I didn't see this. I should call the cops. I'm like, why doesn't everyone pretend they don't see everything? It's the 80s. <laughs> Personal responsibility. But she chases her down and just says, hey, you know, it's not what it looks like. Uh, she just needed a place to stay. I think he does say she's sleeping on the couch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kirstie Alley is just like, you know, I, I hope that having a maid is worth the emotional damage that you could do to that girl. So Shoop goes back and he starts telling Pam that she's going to need to leave. And he makes this really awkward surfing metaphor about the perfect wave and how like you see the perfect wave, but then you miss it. But then an even perfecter wave comes along. One from Hawaii. And she's like, I get it. You're the perfect wave and I'm seaweed. And he's like, no, that's not what I mean. And But, you know, at least she leaves. Yeah. End result. Whatever. Next day, Pam brings the drama to the classroom. Ooh, it is lots of drama too. Yeah. Uh, other Shoop's assigning book reports. And Pam says, you want me to relate to the written word after the hell you put me through? You got to pass. She says, uh, that's pretty shallow. I've stepped in deeper puddles. Ooh, burn. And I'm like, is she okay? Like, no, she is spiraling at this point. Yeah, like we've already talked about how she probably has ADD. And now I'm like, is she, she probably has depression too, it sounds like. Yeah. Like, she should be seeing someone and probably be medicated. Yeah, she's not stable whatsoever. No, I'm kind of worried about Pam. Yeah, me too. Obviously, she has father issues, like extreme father issues. She needs to talk that out. Yeah. Yeah, she needs to at least at least see a therapist. At the very least. And now this word from our sponsor, BetterHelp.com. <laughs> Taylor and I are both crazy. <laughs> we're, the, we're the only podcast not sponsored by BetterHelp, I think. Because we're a little too. <laughs> yeah, we... BetterHelp was like, no, we can't help you. No. Uh, but Larry pops up and he's like, oh, hey, what, what about my homework, Mr. Shoop? And Shoop was just like, you're here. You're awake. Conscious. Conscious, yeah. And Larry's like, yeah, I, I got fired because they found out my real age because my mom came to a show and my aunt tried to kiss me. Full time. And it was really weird. <laughs> Which you can't do at a strip club. Again, this was the 80s, the age of personal responsibility. <laughs> if you're going to go to a strip club and make out with your nephew, that's on you. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but so the next day they go to the courthouse and the judge asks Shoop, why did you say it was your vodka? And Shoop says, you know, I wanted to keep my students out of trouble. They have, they have enough problems as it is. Dave and Chainsaw pop uh, pipe up and they're like, it's true, your honor. Our lives are a mess. And Shoop's like, don't help me. Yeah, we don't, we don't need anything from the peanut gallery right now. But the judge asked Dave, where did you get the vodka? And he says, oh, we got it from, oh, what's the name he says? Murray's. Murray. Liquor. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I got it from Murray. He's like, who's Murray? And he goes, you know, Murray from Murray's Liquor. He's like, did Murray ask you for ID? He said, yeah, of course. He said, can I see your ID? 
So Dave shows him his ID, which is weird because I'm like, Dave's not on trial. No, he shouldn't have to hand this over at this moment. Not without a warrant. He shouldn't have to do anything. No. In fact, he probably should have been held in contempt and thrown out of court for yelling. But I hold myself in contempt. (laughs) But the judge takes his ID and he's like, you were a black Marine in 1968? The war changed you. Uh. Suddenly, Kirstie Alley steps up and starts trying to be some kind of material witness or something for Shoop. You've spoke to this man a total of like 37 minutes in your life. Yeah, and 35 of them have been him hitting on you after you told him no. Yeah. And the other Apparently. two the other two minutes were just before you told him no. Right. And, and yeah, at this point, the judge is like, you're out of order. You're out of order. This whole freaking system's out of order. He really needed a bird lawyer. <laughs> Somebody... <laughs> Who knew bird law extensively? Uh, well, filibuster. Do you even know what that word means? <laughs> uh, but the judge says, you know, he, he tells her, you're out of order, but I agree with you. And so I'm dropping all the charges. Ooh. So as much idiocy as Shoop displays, he gets off scot-free. <laughs> Sounds like the legal justice system of America. If he didn't have that beach house, he was straight to jail. Reagan's America. So they leave the courthouse and the vice principal tells Shoop, you know, you're done for. This doesn't change anything. And then he turns around to Kirstie Alley and he's like, so what do you want to do for dinner? She's like, why don't you make two dinners and eat them both, one for each face? Ooh, burn. It's a stupid line. (laughs) (laughs) She really got him there, Ned. So the next day, the class takes a practice test. And as Shoop was handing him out, he says, all right, well, this practice test will determine how far along you are and how much extra class time you might need. And the kids are like, whoa, 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 hang on. Extra class time. If, if we're going to do extra class time, we're going to need some more incentive. I'd be like, listen here, motherfuckers. You've wrecked my car. You've wrecked my house. You've wrecked my love life. I could go to jail at any moment for potential, like, you know, statutory rape. I think we're even, and then some. Yeah. and But Alan's like, you know, we want to re- renegotiate our contracts. Uh, Dave and Chainsaw ask for a party with a band. Denise says she needs some wheels. Larry says he needs a job doing stripper grams. But Shoop is just like, renegotiate your contracts? What do you think you are, Teamsters? Kevin's like, yeah, strike, strike, strike. And so finally, Shoop was just like, you know what? Fuck, Fuck you guys. This. Like, yeah. He's like, I quit. Uh, go ahead and drop out and be illiterate. I'm going to go to Hawaii and be tan. That was his original plan. Yeah. But so Kirstie Alley chases him down and is just like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm quitting. She says, you can't quit. You're not a quitter. I know you're not a quitter because you keep asking me out, even though I told you no. And it's supposed to sound endearing, I think, and sweet, but it's no, it just makes him sound like a fucking creep. No, you, no, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, no. But so the vice principal takes over the class and he's like, all right, what was what was the plan for today? And Chainsaw is like uh, group sex. Oh, no, wait, that's tomorrow. All and right. <laughs> the vice principal is just like, all right, well, go read chapter seven. Everyone raises their hand. He goes, I don't care. Read it again. One more and time. So they're reading and everyone's just like, Chainsaw is just like, hmm. 
Vice Principal's like, all right, who's making that noise? Knock it off. And Chainsaw stops and somebody else picks it up. And eventually the whole class is just humming. Yeah. yeah. Chainsaw's like, I got to go to the, the library. Yeah. He's like, uh, you're right. That's very distracting. I need to go to the library. But so the next day, uh, Miss Miss Kura or Kura. Yeah, is it was the, something this, like that. Yeah, Kurosawa. Is, yeah, Miss Kurosawa. The, the pasty white redheaded woman, Miss Kurosawa. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Miss Kura. Miss Kura. I think it was Kura. Kura or Kura? It's got to be Kura. C-U-R-A. Yeah, but I don't remember how it was pronounced. Um, it doesn't matter. She, she's the substitute teacher. Yeah, it doesn't matter. She doesn't last long. Yeah, she's dead. She goes into the, or as she's about to go into the class, Denise runs out of the classroom covered in blood. And she's Is that your like, blood? <laughs> oh, I guess to preface this, the day before, the vice principal told them not to act like psychopaths the next day. And it's you're an just kind of asking for it. Yeah, so Denise runs out and she's covered in blood. And she's like, don't go in there. It's it's a bloodbath. It's They're insane. And he's like, what are you talking about? And they go in there and they see Pam has her throat slashed. Uh, Very good job. Anna Maria is like hung up on the wall by a noose with a knife in her belly. Uh, Shawnee Smith looks like she had something shoved in her mouth. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but she said like, it was a, a ruler. Big, you can see it, the oh, four and the five. Yeah. Oh, and, like, little hash marks. So she had a ruler like shoved into her mouth. So she has a big yeah. square mouth. Uh, there's a crawling dismembered hand. Larry how is like disemboweled. How did they do the hand? Oh, they showed it later. The guy was like under the table and had his hand up like this with, with like a fake wrist. <gasps> oh, I missed that. Uh, yeah. Larry's just disemboweled. His, his intestines are everywhere. And Dave and Chainsaw run in with chainsaws. And they're just like Black screaming. Yeah. And they're screaming. And they're like, you told us to be psychopaths. Ah! And so Miss Miss Kurosawa runs out of the room. I'm not ready for high school. Scream. Yeah, I'm not ready for high school. She never taught high school before. And so the, the vice principal is just like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and they're just like, we want shoot back. And they're like, if we don't get him. It's going to be like this, but probably worse tomorrow and then probably worse the next day and the day after that. I want to know their mischief budget. <laughs> yeah, really? Who's who's uh, who's fronting who's this? this shenanigans? <laughs> but we see Shoop is at the beach just eating a tub of ice cream. I've never done that. Never eaten ice cream at a beach. I don't think I have either. At least not like a, a tub of dryers, like, like an at home of tub. Like maybe like an ice cream cone or ice cream bar or something, but yeah, not like a full on pint. Yeah. Oh, that's bigger than a pint. Oh yeah. It's like a half gallon. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to town on this ice cream, like, you know, a a sitcom woman that just broke up with her boyfriend. And Wonder Mutt is, keeps trying to give him this toy. It's just like the head of a doll. And he's, he's just like, you know, I don't have time for this and throws it in the ocean. Never to be seen again. This is where the real A story of the movie begins. Poor Wondermutt, separated from his love. 
I feel sadder for Wondermutt than, you know, Shoop at this point. Yeah, Wondermutt didn't do anything self- wrong. Yeah, this is all self-inflicted. Yeah, Wondermutt just wanted to play and Shoop threw his toy in the ocean. What a dick. Yeah. Chalk up another one on the bad idea board. Yeah. Oh, we're stuck at 199. It doesn't go higher than that. It's like Madden. <laughs> but so the kids show up. They're still in all their like horror movie makeup. Shoop looks at him and just goes, tough day? <laughs> and they're like, hey, we want you to come back. And he's like, why the fuck would I want to go back? I'm on the beach with ice cream and my dog. And they're like, hey, we can't pass that test without you. And Pam is like, you were a phase and I've outgrown you. A day later. Yeah. Fickle. <laughs> but I'm like, is that supposed to encourage him? Like, <laughs> or, is, or is she just trying to be like, I won't try and fuck you now? <laughs> I think that's what she is going for, but it was more. It, it just came across like rude. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you meant nothing to me. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. You were a fling. Yeah. It's going to hurt the ego a little bit. Uh, Denise tells him that she's seen the specialist. And so finally, Shoop is just like, how can I say no to these cute little faces? So, of course, Kevin, what time is it now? Montage time. Montage. Gotta have a montage. Montage. Study montage of the kids just busting their ass trying to learn, um, you know, just generic 80s movie studying. Just they have a paper book that they're looking at and pointing at things. Yeah, there's commas, there's words and periods. And we, we have no idea what they're looking at or what they're studying. It could be porn. It, it might be. It could be erotica. Shoop buys a new toy, cuts off the head. And he's like, look, Wonder Mutt, I found Bob. Wonder Mutt is like, I know that's not Bob. I'm not amused by your antics. And this is just striving a wedge deeper between, our, between us and our relationship. And poor, poor Wonder Mutt is just in a state of dismay. And it's heartbreaking he, to watch. He is more depressed than Pam after, you know, anything goes wrong. Yeah, he has suffered loss. Yes. And also, that knife went through that toy really easily. <laughs> like a little too easily for my liking. Uh, the next morning, Chainsaw has a dream where he literally forgets everything. <laughs> he has this dream. He wakes up and he's like, oh, good. You know, time for the test. I feel good. I feel feel like I know the answers. And then his mom is like, hey, honey, you want breakfast? And he goes, what's breakfast? And his sister's like, how do you spell cat? And he's like, I don't know. What's a cat? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. But then he wakes up screaming. I love his mom runs in. It's like, chainsaw, chainsaw, what's wrong? I love that his mom calls him chainsaw. That was, that's a nice touch. Also, I think Chainsaw probably had like your dream bedroom with the decor. It was, he had some sweet posters. I don't know about the Jaws 2 poster. But and that was a little off, but like, you know, the mannequin heads and other stuff. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, he had like some cool masks and stuff. I was like, if cheese would allow it, that would be Taylor's side of the bedroom. <laughs> but so it is test day. And so all the kids are coming in. And suddenly this giant, about 6'8", 350 pound guy comes up. And Shoop's like, oh, sorry, we're taking a test in here. He's like, I know, I'm in this class. <laughs> Shoop's like, Jerome? Where have you been? He's like, bathroom. For, For six, six weeks? weeks? <laughs> My zipper got stuck. Best line in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So they're getting ready to take the test. Vice principal brings a cop in to make sure nobody's cheating. Cap. Shoop is like, all right, is everybody ready? And Chainsaw is just like, no! You clipped on that one. Damn it. I, I thought I moved far enough back. <laughs> Three more feet next time. But he's just like, sorry, tension breaker had to be done. So they start taking the test and we get another montage. Montage. This is the testing montage. Uh, meanwhile, we can tell just by looking at her face that Shawnee Smith is clearly going into labor. Her water's broke, I assume. And yeah, she has to go she, see Jigsaw. She never. <laughs> I want to play a game. She never mentions her water breaking. Live or die, make your choice. No. <laughs> she just says that she's having contractions. And so Kevin, you know, they finish the test and Kevin takes her out of there. Good guy, Kevin. All Kevins are good guys are creeps. Or bull. What was the movie where they said all Kevins are assholes or whatever? Shit, what was that movie? <laughs> we'll have to go back to the archives. Oh, it was it was uh, just one of the guys. Oh, yeah. It was. Apparently, this writer likes to put people named Kevin in his movies. Thank you. But so we cut to some time later. Couple days? A week? Maybe, a yeah. I don't I don't know. All the kids are hanging out. Shawnee Smith's baby weight is apparently gone, it looks like. Bam. She says she's giving up the baby for adoption because she's not ready to be a mom. Mm, no comment. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the vice principal. Oh, Shoop comes along. And he's talking to the kids and he says that he that he's mailing the vice principal is mailing the test back to the kids, but that he told Shoop that the average grade was below passing. They tried so hard, though. Yeah. So Shoop gets called into the principal's office. And, you know, the vice principal is basically just like, fire his ass. Fire him right now. Kick him out of his ass. Steal his dog. And Shoop is like, quiet, you. <laughs> Backhands him. <laughs> the principal says, you know, before I do anything, I, I want to hear from somebody. And he opens the door and all the kids and their parents come in. Which is amazing. Where did they come from? Because, like, you know, somebody just walked through that door 30 seconds earlier and there was nobody on the other side of that door. <laughs> but Chainsaw's dad talks about, he says, you know, I, I thought my son had the IQ of a salad bar. And when we saw him studying, we almost cried. But you find out the average score was 63 and you needed 70 to pass. So Shoop did not accomplish his goal. But he, he grabs the test scores and he says, look, I know that the average score wasn't a passing grade. But like, look at this. Larry, the first time he took this test, he got an 18. This time he got a 51. That's a good improvement. Shawnee Smith went from a 19 to a 43, and that's while giving birth. Also, good improvement. Alan went from a 51 to a 74. Ooh, he passed. Yeah, he passed. Kevin went from a 48 to 75, so he passed so he can play football again. Football! Chainsaw went from a 6. 6. Not 60. <laughs> yeah, 6 to 59. It's a good improvement. The biggest one, I think. Yeah, I think it was. And Dave went from 26 to 70. He passed. And Chainsaw is like, you passed? What the hell, man? Like, what's wrong with you? I, I didn't pass. Why did you pass without me? Dave's like, I'll take it again. I can fail. I'm sure of it. 
<laughs> and it's the funny thing is like when they were doing the test, it showed Dave and he was writing C for like 15 answers in a row. And there was like 40 <laughs> questions unanswered. Yeah. When, when she was like 30 seconds left, he's like, C, 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 C. <laughs> Uh, Pam, went, Pam went from a 53 to an 82. Ooh. And Jerome, who did not take the practice test, got a 91. <laughs> so it was a mistake last time. Uh, apparently, yeah. But the vice principal says, you know, it doesn't matter. It does None of this matters because he still took the kids on field trips to amusement parks. He gave them alcohol. He did all this horrible shit and like just, you know, contributed to the demoralization of America's youth. It was the eighties. Satanic panic. I get it. But the principal says, you know, by my math, that's an average of 125% improvement. And that can only be achieved by good teaching. So congratulations, Shoop. You've got tenure. Holy shit. You know what surprised me most about that? Two things. One, he did the math, just writing it out. Two, I'm shocked because in any other 80s movie, like, you know, if this was like a John Hughes movie, for example, they would have all gotten like, you know, a 93 average. And they all just like, oh, yeah, you know, most of you failed, but, you know, there was improvement. So I, I, I just like that angle. And if it was a John Landis movie, everyone would have gotten like a freeze frame ending that said, you know, Pam went on to become a therapist. And- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dave and Chainsaw became Hollywood movie moguls. And... Yeah. Like it's, so, yeah, they're the only people oh. I see going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, really. And, and probably Jerome, because he's apparently is the smartest one in the class. Yeah. So Shoop and Kirstie Alley are walking down the beach and uh, he asks her out one more time. He says, I'm only going to ask you one more time. And uh, she she asks him for some lip stuff, and she's not talking about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, she's talking about chapstick. And apparently, this was actually a reference because Mark Harmon was a chapstick spokesperson at this at the time. No, that makes sense. Also, like looking back at his profile just now, he was a starting quarterback for UCLA in the seventies. Mark Harmon, yeah, huh? But so she puts on some chapstick, and then she kisses him. And Shoop's like, does this mean we can have dinner? And she's like, let's talk about breakfast. Ooh. And then the feel-good moment of the movie. First, we see Wonder Mutt sitting at the edge of the water, looking out, lamenting his lost friend. And then washing ashore is Bob. He got it. Wonder Mutt rushes up, picks it up, runs over to Shoop. And gives him Bob and then gives him a big old kiss on the face. And that's how the movie ends. A good ending. I'm a little sad about that area of the beach because that's where we took Shasta the day before she passed. It was like mm. that exact spot. Sorry. It's okay. I was like, oh, at least one dog is happy there. I mean, Shasta was happy there her last day, but anyway. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're going to bring it down. My bad. All right, so this was your pick. So talk about it. I hadn't seen this movie in forever. I think I was like 13 or 14, and I only saw it a couple of times. And it was like right in the uh, the whole like 
everybody go there's like the 80s phase of like there's a different type of school movie coming out like it seemed every other day and it was like this and like there's that driving school movie ski school back to school back to school i wish that one was that was in 86 did not think it was that good but you know ronnie is a legend anyway yeah it's just like you know i love 80s comedies and it's dumb but it's funny like most 80s comedies and like hal said yeah it yeah i like I said, I hadn't seen this probably, Jesus Christ, it's almost been 30 years probably since I've seen this. So I still enjoy it. I'd watch it again. It was like. I really want to know if, like, when people watch this in the 80s, if they were like, man, Shoop's so cool. I bet they did. <laughs> and now we're just like, man, Shoop sucks. Yeah. Shoop is an asshole. Shoop should be in prison. Yeah. For multiple reasons, not just one. Yeah. He should be in San Pedro. Federal pound Absolutely. me in the ass prison. <laughs> um, yeah, I, this this is a fun movie. Like as as much as we sit here and talk about how she was a piece of shit, um, he also you know he gets a lot of shit thrown at him, and he yes he handles it poorly, and that's not necessarily where the comedy comes from. No, you, you could theoretically make a movie where it's just like all oh, this this guy just gets thrown all this shit and just handles it poorly every single time yeah um then you got billy but in, the end, in the end yeah, kind of in the end shoop wins so yeah you know he faces no repercussions for his actions none whatsoever what did he learn for this whole thing yeah, to be a teacher a decent teacher but nothing else yeah yeah how often did he cheat on kirstie alley after this movie's over well, and he also like kind of insinuated that him and Kim might still be together. Yeah. And obviously she's still in Hawaii. And just hasn't come back yet. I mean, I'm sure it's more one of those things where it's like they're broken up. They just haven't had the talk. Yeah. You know, she went over to Hawaii and became some dude's locomoco, if you know what I mean. I do. Yeah. Covered in gravy, if you know what I mean. And macaroni salad. <laughs> You're losing you're losing the metaphor, I think. I think so. <laughs> Way out of line here. Um yeah, I mean, it's an eighties movie, so it definitely has that eighties movie feel where, you know, everything's a party. Yeah. Lots and lots of party. Lots of lot of coffee as well. Uh could you hear that? No. Good good, oh. good use of the mute button. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Coogler on Community. Ooh, I love partying. Um, but yeah, it's like I said. It, it if if this movie was made today, I think there would probably be different results of Shoop's actions. Prison. Yeah, like he goes to prison for a day. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm pretty sure if Pam had a caring father, he would have killed him. Which apparently she does. Like. Yeah, like the only time we see most of these kids' parents is at the very end, right? And you're just kind of like, where were their parents this whole time? Like, again, it's the '80s. It's a personal responsibility, even for children. Like, why was Pam living with her brother in the first place? Don't know, and I don't have anything funny. Just a bunch of sad things that would have been funny in the '80s. 
but terrible to say now. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it is a fun movie and it's a funny movie. Uh, and it's, yeah, like I said, it's, it's just kind of that classic eighties fair, like, like any of those school movies you mentioned, they all kind of fill it, fill the same gap. Yeah, and they all seem to come out in like a five year period, like 84 to 88, 89 was just like school movie after school movie after school movie. It seemed like weird. Yeah. Uh, this movie is available to rent for $3. I think so. you can buy it for six as well on Apple plus or whatever. Or Apple movies. Couldn't hurt. Yeah. Couldn't hurt to add to your collection for only six bucks or just go rent it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, I recommend it. I'd watch Kevin it. Kevin obviously recommends it. So go see it. Uh, you can let us know what you think of it by going to Apple podcasts and leaving a five star review. And then just, you know, in the text box, tell us what you think of it or tell us uh, why you think that Shoop is a piece of shit or why you think that Shoop is awesome. Uh, tell us uh, something about killer bunnies. I don't know. Yeah, if you say Shoop is awesome, I'm just going to assume you're 53 years old and live in Alabama. Or a creep. Or a creep. Jim. Who's Jim? He knows what he did. <laughs> tell us everything you love about Italy. Yeah. Or you, you like a lot of vagina. That was probably a bad move. Now we're just going to get a bunch of reviews where people go, fellatio. That's what I was going to say. (laughs) So American. You can say this podcast is so American. I don't think we've done a single international movie yet. I don't know if we're going to. I don't know if we have any on the list. I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, leave us five-star review. If you don't have Apple, uh, also Spotify, you can leave us. You can't leave us a, a review, but you can leave us a five-star rating. Wherever you listen to your podcast, if they let you give stars or hearts or rainbows or other lucky charms, just give us five of them. Bob heads. Give us five. And uh, also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Cultus Splat. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as the Taylor Bartle. And Kevin, you are? Kevin Escoda on Twitter and Escoda at the Instagram. There you go. Give us a follow. Uh, holler at us. Let us know. Holler at your boys. Shoop. What do you shoop, think of the, these movies? Shoop, what do you think baby, of any movie shoop. we've we've talked about? Kevin, shut up. <laughs> ha, shoop. I get it. Shoop. Ha. I've been wanting to do this the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll be back next week with a brand new movie. Uh, it won't be a summer movie. Or maybe it will. Who I knows? haven't watched but it, it won't, I've never seen this. It won't officially be Summer of Splat. Uh, so we will see you next week. Until then. See ya. Bye.